Streaming worldwide from the Clement Sports Network studios in Clement Falls, it's time for the KSN Underground Podcast with Brian Gailey. Hello, sports fans. Welcome back to the KSN Underground Podcast. We're back again this Wednesday evening as we discuss sports in the Klamath Basin. If this is your first episode, welcome. I am Brian Gealy, the publisher of Klamath Sports Network. Last week, I hinted about something kind of different for the KSN Underground Podcast, and that would be, what is the best sports movie? Now, it took a lot of research on this. I, I looked at a lot of different things, looked at different places, including the American Film Institute, IMDb, Rotten Tomatoes, among a few others, to get an idea of what could be the best one uh, uh, sports. What is the best sports movie? Uh, ran out of time last week, so I put it off till this week. And again, I got buried and lost in, in research for this. It's uh, some pretty cool stuff out there as to uh, what qualifies for a good sports movie. And and we're going to be talking about that later in the podcast. I've I've kind of got mine narrowed down. I talked to Coach Vic Lease today uh, about what his favorite sports movie is as well. He actually gives us two. So when we get to talking with Coach Lease and talking Vikes a little bit later, he's going to tell us what his two favorite sports movies are. Speaking of talking Vikes, uh, we talked with Coach Lease and recap the blowout game that Mazama had against Phoenix. We look forward to Canal Bowl number 43 against Klamath Union this Friday at Modoc Field. We talk about the Vikings getting their eighth conference championship, the eighth in a row. At worst, they're going to be tied with a co-championship with Henley. Uh, most likely, it is going to be an outright championship. That, that tie does require a few things to happen for an outright championship. All they have to do is win against Klamath Union. In our Gaucho Collective featured interview, we talk with Bridget Finner. Bridget is the co-captain of the Mazama volleyball team. We talk about the volleyball's first ever Skyline Championship in the history of Mazama High School. That dates back to 1979. We talk about what's next for her in her post-high school life. And she answers our 10 rapid-fire questions. After all that, we do take a look at what's happening with the postseason here with our Basin 4A teams at Klamath Union at Mazama and Henley. Mazama and Henley have several postseason activities happening right now. We're going to take a look at those. I do also want to give a special shout out to our KS Insiders, the members of our Klamath Sports Network family. We're going to talk more about that in just a moment, but... This show couldn't be brought to you and put together the way we do without the help of our sponsors and our KS Insiders. I appreciate every one of them. Please give a moment to check out those sponsors that help us out and help them out and let them know that you appreciate what they do with sports here in the Basin. And if you'd like to become a KS Insider, we got more information on that. But essentially, just head over to our website, climasports.net, click on the yellow Become an Insider button, and you can get started. So we're going to go back to the movies here for just a second. I did kind of develop a foundation for these movies because not all movies are created equal. You have comedies and dramas and documentaries. Those are the main three kinds of movies out there. Drama, I'm kind of lumping family movies and animation and places, things like that all into one category. Comedies is pretty much anything to meant to be funny. I'm going to define all these a little bit later, but documentaries are going to be those that are real life storytelling pieces. 
This is strictly all my opinion. There's nothing factual about this other than it's just my opinion as to what is my favorite sports movie. What is your favorite sports movie? I did ask you last week to think about that all week long. Let me know in the comments if you're watching somewhere that has comments, if you're listening. Uh, send me an email, info at clamasportsnetwork.com. I'd love to hear what your favorite or what you believe is the best sports movie of all time. But first, I want to thank our sponsor for this episode. You are KS Insiders. You might be asking, who is a KS Insider? A KS Insider is a financial supporter of Klamath Sports Network. I can hear you now. Ah, shit, he wants money. Before you tune me out, listen to this. KS Insider is a way for fans to support what is done here on Klamath Sports Network. Because without your support, content and shows like KSN Underground would not exist. Anyone can be a KS Insider, especially if you love high school athletics. Parents and family of players? Check. Fans of a school or program? Check. Fans of what we do here at Klamath Sports Network? Check. People with a pulse? Check. I invite you to help by pledging as little as $5 per month. Every little bit helps keep me caffeinated and fuel in the tank to cover those road games. For more information, visit ClamathSports.net and click on the yellow button at the top of the page that says Become a KS Insider. Our program is managed via the Patreon platform. There is no obligation for you to sign up. You can cancel at any time. Pledges start at $5 per month. Content like this cannot be made without support from people like you. Thank you. Now, on to the show. Welcome back to the KSN Underground Podcast. I do appreciate you listening on this Wednesday evening. Up next, it's Talking Bikes with Mazama Football Head Coach Vic Lease. We talk about the Vikings' win last week, securing their eighth consecutive conference championship. We preview the Canal Bowl, and we get to know Coach Lease's picks for those best sports movies. Coach, thank you for being on the show this week. Thanks for having me. Last week, you guys had Phoenix here at home for senior night, and boy, did your seniors ever have a night. Yeah, they did. They uh, played really well, and um, everybody got to play, and it was it was a fun night for sure. You guys uh, ended the night 68-6. to six. You were up 50-0 to zero in the first 15 minutes. Uh, yeah, 50, I, I didn't know that. Um, I know I know the score was 37 to nothing at the end of the first quarter. So they made some mistakes and we had some things go our way. Um, we returned a couple of kicks for touchdowns and we also had a safety in there too. So the boys executed pretty well offensively and defensively and special teams early on. Yeah, they were definitely on fire on all sides of the ball. That's what we'd planned for, that we needed to do what we needed to do early and take care of business. And, uh, and the boys did that. Uh, you mentioned a couple of kick returns. Uh, Gailey had an 85-yard kick return on the opening kick. Kent had a 47-yard uh, punt return. Uh, Isaac Pena did have that sack for a safety. Great, great things happening there. Anderson had four TDs on just six carries. And that's really a credit to the offensive line and their blocking. Being able to have that type of night on the ground, um, you know, Trevor – did an exceptional job. He runs well, but without that blocking up front, it would never happen. And um, the boys executed well. JV's got to play the second half. A lot of your second string players got to get out there as well. What does this uh, this victory against uh, Phoenix say for Mazama uh, moving forward? We got KU this week. It says we're doing what we should be doing. You know, we're we've improved. We're executing. We're 
um, we're doing the things that we need to do. And it allowed us to play, you know, some of those younger kids that have been chomping at the bit to get under the lights on Friday nights. And, and we did that. You know, we had a plan to, if things went the way we, we'd hoped they'd gone, that uh, those boys would see the field. And they definitely did. That was great uh, execution on all sides. Uh, You guys were able to lock up your eighth consecutive Skyline Championship. At worst, it'll be a co-championship with Henley, depending on how this week plays out. That require a win by Henley at Hidden Valley and a loss by Mazama at KU to be co-champions. What does that mean for you to have your, your eighth consecutive championship? Like I said, it's it's the memories. I've said this before. It's uh, it's what it gives to those boys. I'm going to have another shot at a conference championship next year, uh, you know, titles and all that and uh, win losses and everything. These boys are only here for a certain amount of time, and um, this is their conference championship. It's not Coach Lisa's conference championship. It's, it's their championship, and that's what it means to me, that these seniors have the opportunity later on in life to be able to talk about this and rehash those memories and the successes that they've had. That's that's what it means to me more than anything else. So KU this weekend, uh, you're currently undefeated in Skyline play. Is it going to mean more to these boys if they uh, get an undefeated Skyline season this next week going towards that championship? Absolutely. The uh, You know, the Vikes in, in the nine years since we've taken over, we've lost uh, three league games in, in nine years. And you know, the first two, two of those three were in the first, very first year we took over the program. So um, absolutely, it means, you know, everything to them. You know, there's a there's a group of classes that can say they went undefeated in the Skyline Conference. And that's that's a memory that they'll keep forever. And I want to make sure they get that memory. I think it's absolutely awesome. And, and best of luck this weekend on that uh, Canal Bowl, 43rd Canal Bowl. Uh, we're going to be talking a little bit more about that here in just a moment. But before we get there, OSAA rankings are pretty solid this week. They've got you guys in in the four spot, six and two on the whole season. Cascade and Marshfield at the top two. Estacada is third. And Mazama, your only two losses on the season are to number one and number two. The rankings are starting to bear out how I feel that, you know, the standings actually should be. You know, there's a big game on Friday night between Marshfield and Marist, and that will determine that league champion. And it will shake some things up if uh, things don't go Marshfield's way. Um, I think Marshfield uh, is the better team, and they should come out victorious in that contest. But that has yet to be seen. That's why the game has to be played, and that will determine some spots definitely in the rankings. The After the games are played, we were actually sitting fifth, and then a school put in some their out-of-state opponents, which adjusted the rankings, and then that's how we were able to move back into the fourth spot. So if if the things if the if the teams win that sh- that uh, should win by the rankings, feel pretty comfortable that we'll be sitting fourth when it's all said and done. This week is Canal Bowl, 43rd annual. This Friday night, it's at Modoc Field. Uh, overall wins and losses, you gave me just a few minutes ago. KU is 22 overall wins to Mazama's 20 this season. KU is, has struggled a bit. They're one and three in skyline play, one and six overall. They've had some COVID issues along the way. Their only victory at Phoenix, 56-20. What's your scouting report on the Pels? How are they looking this season? Well, they, ha- they have some kids. You know, they, they're young, but they have some talented athletes. And, um, you know, we're, you know, we're very aware that they're going to, they're looking to get us. It's their senior night and everything. It would be the icing on the cake. They had guys you know, at our game on Friday night on, on the sidelines watching our contest. Um, we saw that. We know that. We have to be prepared um, for a KU team that's going to get after us. And 
it'd be a win for their season if they came out with a win on their senior night canal bowl oh it, it would be their state championship they beat the number four ranked team in the state you know the uh, undefeated league champs coming in and it, they they get a win like that it, it's huge that you want to talk about a memory those seniors will have that memory on their senior night at Modoc field you know that would be a huge memory for them you know they got definitely something to practice for this week uh, and we know that. And we told our boys that in film session that we should not be taking these guys lightly. We need to come in and get ourselves prepared just like we have every single week over the last few weeks and know that they have some weapons, know that they can do some things if we don't take care of business that, you know, they'll get in the end zone. And um, we said the same thing again about Phoenix. You know, we we had a broken coverage. We made some mistakes. We got a penalty at the end of one play, and they ended up scoring on us in the second quarter. And it was because of that we didn't take care of business. So this week going in, we we plan to correct that. They have a they have some boys. You know, they have some good sized boys up front. They have, um, they start a number of seniors actually on offense. Believe it or not, in and uh, in, I know I'm gonna mess up some of these names, but you know they have some receivers and Joiner and Peterson and Ortiz, um, and of course their quarterback Dutra. And you know they they have some seniors that can play, and and, uh, and you know they're gonna get after us uh, defensively. Uh, you know, they're, they're young defense. They are. And, and they, they start like five sophomores on defense. And, you know, that tells me that they have some young talent there. Uh, we got we to gotta prepare for this next week. We're going to have our hands full. They always play multiple sets. They give us a lot of different looks on offense. They run, they pass, do a lot of different things that we have to be prepared for. Um, defensively, they're much improved. You know, they're going to be, they're pretty good sized up front. We're going to have to execute well. We're going to have to stay with blocks. We're going to have to do those things to make sure our offense is, is clicking, but they're going to be tough on both sides of the ball. Young on the defense, which is going to give your young quarterback an opportunity to get a good look at these guys for years to come. You should be able to put some, uh, some stuff in his memory bank for years to come as well. What do you expect out of their offense? You mentioned that they got some senior power on their offense. Are they going to come out running the ball, or are we going to see some of that Dutra-Dutra connection uh, as they throw it a little bit? I really think that they want to run the ball to kind of set up the pass. They're not um, as prolific as they have been in years past throwing the football. Um, they're they're a little better at spreading you out and trying to run the rock. So that's what we anticipate them trying to do to us. Uh, you know, our, our defensive backs and our linebackers are pretty good. I think we match up extremely well with them, uh, athlete for athlete. I think they would have, they would try to have more success on the ground than they would through the air. So coach, what is, you, you kind of alluded to it already, but what is Mazama going to have to do to uh, secure that undefeated season this week? Um, we just got to execute on offense. You know, our, our defense um, speaks for itself. It, you know, it's it's handled some pretty good offenses, you know, in Henley and Hidden Valley and North Valley. Our defense is, is by far one of the most physical that we've had here in years. We cover well. We run well. We, um, we get after teams. And we've just gotten better week after week. So defensively, I think we're going to – it'll take care of itself. Offensively, we just – our biggest deal is, is that now that we have gotten better better at reading defenses and knowing what's coming at us and making those line calls. We just need to maintain blocks longer. And that's the biggest thing for us right now. I think my quarterback is reading defenses really well, running the veer, hitting the open receiver. I think our kids are running really good routes and running good tracks out of the backfield. Our blocking, we just need to maintain our blocks a little longer, you know, just a couple of seconds longer so those backs can get to the second level. Um, I, th I think we took a big step forward 
last Friday night doing that, but I believe KU's defense is a little better than uh, Phoenix's defense, and this is this is going to allow us to get better at that this week to um, to practice that over and over against a better opponent. You know, and I've said it several different times this season is already, but it's awesome that Phoenix was able to field a team. We talked about this a bit last week. I mentioned it in the article as well, but it's awesome that Phoenix is able to to put a team together, even if they are one of the the weaker teams in the conference or even in the state. All the adversity they went through with those fires last last fall, they lost a lot of members out of their whole school, let alone their their programs. And I know they had freshmen in what would have been a JV squad uh, all merged together last week. Right. Everybody was on one team. Right. We were supposed to play a JV game against them yesterday, and they early on they said, you know, we're just going to focus on this varsity team, keeping them together and and getting them going. So they canceled that JV game. We actually picked up Henley's JV. Um, to play them a second time uh, yesterday, and um, JV's did a good job. They beat them twenty-two to twelve, and um, it was a good football game. But uh, you know, Phoenix is is going the right direction. I think their coaches are doing a good job with their their kids. The kids didn't quit. They didn't hang their heads. They battled the whole time, and they did. Um, and uh, and I was really happy to see that. So hopefully, we'll we'll see better things for the uh, Pirates down the road. Yeah, well, well, best wishes for them and their program, and I uh, can't wait to see them uh, really holding well with the, with the rest of everybody in the league. Coach, I want to thank you for taking the time with us here today, but before we do wrap up, I do have a theme for today's show. It's about sports movies, and I'm just curious, what would you say is your favorite or possibly the best sports movie ever made? There's not one. There's a lot of them out there, but uh, two of them that I really enjoy, and the first one um, – it came out, I believe it was in 1985. It was in the 80s. Uh, it was a movie called uh, titled Vision Quest, and it was about a wrestler that uh, wanted to do something incredible his senior year, uh, and he um, basically just put his head to it, and he, he had to cut two weight classes to get down to face a three-time defending state champ um, who was undefeated in high school, and his goal was to uh, challenge himself and take that on. And you know, it just, it was a, it was a movie that I saw as a teenager and I thought, man, this is just, just something awesome. And, and I was a wrestler back in the day. I'm a big uh, wrestling supporter. I think wrestling is an outstanding uh, high school sport and um, it's, it's one of the toughest out there, but it is more of an individual type kind of sport. The dedication in that movie for that young man to have the success he did, he ended up beating that guy at the end of the movie and and uh, following his own quest is is just exceptional. And then, of course, uh, remember the Titans. Uh, you have you have a coach in a, an extremely adverse situation, bringing on kids from complete different backgrounds, cultures, and beliefs, and everything else. And he had to bring that team together uh, to go on to win a state title and have the success and and bring a community uh, around them to embrace those boys and have the success. And I feel like that was. Um, something for me um, that I believe that we need to do every year. You know, you bring in a, bring a culture together, bring kids together from different backgrounds, from different uh, family situations and everything else to have a common goal and to be successful. And the, and at the end of that, at the end of that movie, you know, those boys were playing for each other. You know, they loved each other and they wanted to play for each other. And that's really what it's about. You know, a singular goal and being successful and becoming a team. Um, that movie is uh, is very powerful and passionate because it's very close to what we do on a yearly basis. And 
the dynamic between the head coach and the assistant coach is very similar to mine and Coach Fullerton's too. It, it, very similar. It's a love hate relationship, I guess you could say. You know, um, there's a there's a dynamic between the two of us that we we get after each other, we correct each other, and um, we support one another. And it's just been it's just been a great partnership, myself and Coach Fullerton, and that movie, you know, bears it out. And when it comes to crunch time, we lean on each other, you know, and and we're able to lean on each other, and we trust each other. And that's, that's why, that's, that's why the result has been uh, so positive here at Mazama is because of uh, mine and coach Fullerton's relationship and um, being able to trust one another and move forward. And it shows, shows on the field, shows in the program that uh, we've built something, something great here. And you can, you know, throw, absolutely throw coach mix, uh, coach Mills in there, coach Hall in there and that dynamic also. My staff is by far one of the best in, in the entire state of Oregon, and I'd put those guys up against anybody. Great choices there for movies. Uh, I happen to say I haven't seen the one about the wrestler. I'll have to look that one up and, and check that one out. But, of course, remember the Titans is uh, one of those that is just kind of sticks with you. Absolutely. It's, it's a great movie, great story, great everything right there. Uh, Coach, I want to thank you very much. You guys actually have a pretty big weekend this weekend, not just the Canal Bowl, but you also have a playoff volleyball game scheduled for Saturday as well. Can you talk a little bit about that? Um, yeah, this Saturday is going to be pretty busy. You know, we have the tune-up game tonight with Cascade Christian that, you know, it's just, that's all it is, a tune-up game. It's not going to affect, affect the rankings or anything else like that. So we will host a volleyball game. We're waiting to find out tomorrow morning who our opponent will be. Um, those uh, those play-in games, there's a, a bunch of play-in games tonight um, with the with the volleyball, and so we'll know tomorrow morning. Soccer is the same deal. There are some um, some contests tonight that will be played that finish out league play. Um, and those rankings will freeze tonight. So we'll know our play in game tomorrow morning for Saturday's contest, but we will host both of those. Um, the girls soccer match will be at Steens and the volleyball match of course will be on Valhalla court. We're going to try to make it so people can go to both contests. It makes it easier for an athletic director when they're a different time, especially when your daughter's playing in one of those contests. Um, so uh, we'll have more information on that later uh, tomorrow afternoon, and we'll get that out to the media so everybody knows what's going on. Very good. Awesome. Thank you, Coach. It's a busy weekend. Tis the season, right? Absolutely. This uh, October, November season, it always gets busy here at your desk. Absolutely. So thank you for your time, Coach. We're going to let you get back. I appreciate talking with us today. Thank you. Thank you, Coach Lee. I appreciate you coming on the show once again. It is always awesome to be able to come in and talk to you. Greatly appreciate you taking a few minutes out of your day for us every week here on Talking Vikes on the Klamath Sports Network Underground Podcast. If you've got any questions for Coach Lee, send those to me via email at info at klamathsportsnetwork.com. That's info at klamathsportsnetwork.com. Located at 11th and Main in downtown Klamath Falls, Gaucho Collective provides a fun and modern atmosphere for business owners and freelancers looking to grow their current presence or expand out of a home office. Including those from higher education, internet and web development, photography and marketing, just to name a few. Gaucho Collective engages entrepreneurs in ways that traditional offices cannot through an open concept with a variety of semi-private and private spaces to suit all your business and collaborative needs. Amenities include flexible workspace options, fast and secure internet, document printing, kitchenette, utilities, conference room, hot coffee and so much more. Community, collaboration, co-working. Your new office is waiting at Gaucho Collective. Learn more and become a member at gauchocollective.com. That's gauchocollective.com. 
Welcome back to the KSN Underground Podcast. It's a lovely Wednesday afternoon here as I am recording this. A beautiful sun today after having a bunch of rain this weekend. It's now time for our Gaucho Collective featured interview. Our interview today is with Bridget Finner. She is a senior volleyball co-captain for Mazama. She's played 10 years worth of volleyball at the club level with the Basin Bombers, YMCA, and at the high school level. Uh, volleyball has played a major part of her young life growing up. Uh, Bridget is an honor student taking advanced classes and hopes to have a career in the medical field. Bridget, welcome to the show. Thank you. Uh, glad to have you here. I'm learning a lot with volleyball this year. Sam has been helping me learn a lot of cool things. Um, how long have you been playing volleyball? Ten years, yeah. Mixed in with YMCA and then club volleyball and then now playing for Mazama. So 10 years of volleyball, That's uh, you probably played a lot of different positions, a lot of different things. What are you doing now for Mazama Vikings? What's your position? What are you doing out there on the court? Um, so I play all the way around. In the back row, I'm a setter, and then I'm an opposite and outside in the front row. So what does that mean to somebody that's not familiar with the sport? How I would explain it simply is I give the ball to the hitters in the back row, and then once I move up, then I hit the ball. In the back row, you're setting it for the front row. Mm-hmm. And they can either bump it again. Right, you got three three passes essentially. You got to touch the ball three times before you got to get over the net, right? Yep. So you would be say the first touch in the back row. I'd be the second touch usually. The second touch. Mm-hmm. Okay. So take me through a, a standard play. You you got somebody serving on the other side. How does that work? So the other team's serving, and then we have our our serve receive usually with three in the back, and then the setter will come up closer to the net, so they have a shorter distance to go. Because you usually want the setter up in the net and close to the net, so then you have the three attackers. That's why we run a back row setter, is so you can have three attackers instead of two. Now, watching the game, I'm, I'm learning a lot this year, as I've said. I've noticed some of the players in uniform have an alternate color. Like, if you're in white, there's one person in black. What's the representation between that? Yes, that's the libero. So, the libero is a person who can who only can play back row, and that's always going to be your best passer, your best person on defense. So then they can they usually go in for the middle blocker in the back row, but they don't count as a substitution. It's called a replacement, so they can just go in for each other interchangeably. So you've been playing 10 years now, a whole decade. That's a good portion of your young life. Mm-hmm. Um, what has kept you playing volleyball? What is it about that sport that you just love? It's just I've made some of the – best friendships playing volleyball and it's always just the best feeling to get out there make good plays and get excited with your team that's just a feeling that you can really never get with anything else this year's been extra special for you guys too hasn't it yeah take me through a couple of uh i guess it's a couple of games ago now it was against uh, henley at home uh you guys defeated henley and learned that that was by doing so you became skyline champions take me through that how did that feel it was crazy henley henley is a good team Henley is a super good team, and we, because when we played them at at Henley, we went to four sets, and then at home we went to four sets, and the four sets that we played, they were all pretty close. They're, they kicked up their defense a lot, and we were within a couple points, but we were just able to focus up and get in, and once we finished the game, it was so exciting because we've never gone to Skyline Championship before, so. First ever in the school. Yeah. You've been playing all four years of your high school career. You were a senior this year, correct? Mm-hmm. So you've uh, you've really grown with the team as well. When you first started, came on, it wasn't all that fantastic, was it? Not at all. Yeah, we've 
definitely been through it all. My first season was very, like, we lost a lot of games. But as the years went on, we just grew as a team. And especially last season, it was, it kind of like flew under the radar a little bit because of the COVID season. But we definitely took last year and we realized that we just need to kick it up into high gear this season. We've just all done our part to focus up and get it done. And you ladies did that. You went undefeated on the season. You defeated KU just last week mm -hmm. to, for, to wrap up the Skyline Conference champions undefeated in the season. And you're, what, 19-1 and one overall. Your only loss does come from South Medford, yeah. a 6A school. Yeah, they were really good. I can't lie about that. <laughs> so this has set you up for a run in the postseason for the state championship. You got a game this week to keep you ladies fresh. Uh, but it starts next week. Uh, we'll find out uh, in a few days who you're going to post. But it starts Saturday, first round of the playoffs. Uh, are you excited? Are you nervous for that game? I'm so excited. So Tuesday, Marist and Malala are going to play. And we play the winner of that. And we've actually played Marist before. We played them in the Marshfield tournament. So I'm pretty excited for that. It's a, it's it's quite interesting to see how it all plays out in the brackets and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, if you do get to play, that second game would be at home as well mm -hmm. uh, before traveling to, uh, is it Corvallis High School, I think you guys yes, are going Corvallis through? Yes, Corvallis High School is the, the last four. So uh, You guys have a great chance. You're ranked number three in the state right now. That's got to be a great feeling as well. Oh, it's awesome, yeah. Let's talk a little bit more about you, a little bit less about uh, volleyball. I know uh, volleyball is probably all your life, right? You've lived it the for majority the most, of it, yeah. most of your life. But uh, do you have plans after high school? If so, what are they? Um, well, it's still kind of in the works where I'm going to go. But I'm seeing if I still want to, like, if I want to play in college and if after high school, if I want to play volleyball. And I'm still working on that to decide. But I want to be an RN and work in a cath lab. I know that for sure. Have you had any schools uh, give you a phone call and said, hey, we want to come by, check us out. Maybe we can uh, do a tryout. Um, yeah, actually, on December 5th, I'm going to Lynn Benton to do a little practice. Nice. Is there any schools that uh, may have not reached out that you would like to talk to? Um, not that I know. No, not that I can really think of, but I'm, I've just been blessed with a lot of opportunities that I'm just still trying to work out. How cool is that? You want to be an RN? What's inspired you to go down into the healthcare area? I think a lot of it is the classes at Mazama. I've been able to, it just really, it always interested me, healthcare. And then right now I'm in the Health Hawk 2 CNA program, so. Well, we're talking with Bridget Fenner. Bridget is the senior co-captain for the Mazama Vikings, the first ever Skyline Champion Volleyball Vikings. Congratulations again on that. Uh, Bridget, it's time for our 10 rapid-fire questions. We have 10 questions here that we like to ask all of our student guests. Are you ready? This is just real quick, simple questions, but you can't think about the answers. Okay. You ready? Yeah. All right. I think I know the answer to the first one because of what you're wearing. But <gasps> ducks or beavers? Beavers. Yeah, she's all beavered out right now. Um, who's your favorite pro team in esport? Mm, Cardinals. Cardinals? Mm-hmm. Who is your favorite pro athlete? Carrie Walsh. She's a beach volleyball player. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Very cool. Who do you admire? Uh, my grandpa, my coach. No doubt about that one. Tell me about Coach Downey. Um, he's just been super patient. He's always been there for me my whole life. So he's just one of my biggest role models. Very cool dude. I've talked to him a couple times. He's a very nice guy. What is your most disliked food, Bridget? 
Mm, salmon. Salmon? Yes. Yeah, I'm not a fish guy either. <laughs> Is it Disneyland or Six Flags for you? Mm, Six Flags. Yeah? Any particular rides that come to mind? No, Disneyland is just a lot of, I don't like the VR rides. Not a big fan of those. Do you have a dream car? Yes, Mercedes G-Class. Classy. Mm Mm-hmm. As a child, what did you want to be when you grew up? Mm, A surgeon. A surgeon? Well, tell me a little bit about that. Why a surgeon? I don't know. I feel like it's just the generic medical career that everybody wants to do until they realize, like, the actual, what it actually is. All those years of school? Yeah. You're still thinking medical field. You're mm-hmm. wanting to go RN. So yep. that's pretty cool. You're still staying with that. Chocolate or vanilla? Chocolate. Who is your biggest fan? My biggest fan? My mom. Yeah? Mm-hmm. What would you say to mom right now? Uh, just how thankful I am for her in my life. Thank you, Bridget. Uh, appreciate you coming on the show and talking with us here today. Is there anything that you would like to add today? Super blessed with my team, my teammates, everyone that supports me. That's Bridget Finner on the Goucher Collective featured interview. I thank her and give her much appreciation for coming onto the show today and talking about her sports and high school life. I know it can be terrifying and many guests feel anxious coming on the show to be asked these questions. I give her props as well as all of our guests so far on the KSN Underground Goucher Collective featured interview. If you have a suggestion for a featured interview guest, Email me at info at clamasportsnetwork.com. I'd love to hear who you would like to hear from on this show. We're not done just yet. Coming up in just a little bit, we're going to talk about what's happening in the 4A as well as the Skyline Conference. Need some extra spending money? Want to be active and stay connected to the games you love? Become an athletic official. It's easy. Visit www.newofficials.org. With the recent decline of a number of officials, we need you now. It is your opportunity to give back to the Oregon high school sports community. Be part of the OSAA's statewide sportsmanship initiative. Don't delay. Become an official today. www.newofficials.org. Welcome back to the KSN Underground Podcast. Let's take a look at the Skyline Conference. We're going to look at uh, how things are ending in the regular season. They're getting ready for postseason. We'll briefly take a look at football, volleyball, soccer, and cross country. We're going to start with soccer. Henley has come out on top of the Skyline Conference. They're ranked number four overall in in the 4A. They came out 9-1 in conference play. 11-3-1 11-3-1 overall. Most impressive, they've outscored their opponents 56-10 to all season. Klamath Union takes the fifth spot in boys' soccer, 1-7-2 and and in league play. Mazama, unfortunately, falls to the bottom. They were 0-8-2 in league play, 0-9-2 overall. Uh, Mazama, unfortunately, struggled all season long to get something going. The Henley boys did win the conference. They and Phoenix are the automatic qualifiers for the Skyline Conference. KU does play in a play-in game. They will travel to Cottage Grove. Girls soccer, Hidden Valley, number two ranked Hidden Valley, wins the Skyline Conference. They went 9-0 and one tie in league play. They were 12-0 with two ties overall. Henley is ranked 11th and came in second at 7-3, 9-4 overall. And Mazama ranked third, is ranked 10th, one spot above Henley, 
but one spot below them in the conference. Uh, they were five and four and one on the regular season uh, in league play, five, four, and two overall. Klamath Union was in the fifth spot, two and eight was their league total. Hidden Valley is your automatic qualifier for Skyline League. Mazama will host McLaughlin this Saturday. I uh, don't have a time on that just yet, but Mazama will host McLaughlin this Saturday for a play-in game, and Henley will host Cascade. The winner of those two will be entered into the 16-team bracket on the girls' side. The Skyline District Championship for cross-country happened today at Steen's Sports Park. Uh, it just wrapped up as I am recording this. I do not have results on that yet, but hope to have results on ClamathSports.net a little bit later. Shifting over to volleyball, we all just talked about uh, Bridget Finner here and Mazama winning their first ever Skyline Conference Championship in volleyball. They went undefeated in Skyline play, 10-0. Overall, 19-1. Talked about that one loss coming from South Medford, a 6A school from over the hill in the Rogue Valley. Impressive numbers from Mazama all season. The most impressive, I think, is how many sets they won as a team. They went 52-8 and eight overall. They're ranked number four coming into the postseason. Henley took second at 7-3. and three. Uh, They're ranked 14th, 13-6 and six overall. KU was fifth at 3-7. and seven. In the playoff bracket, Mazama is the automatic qualifier. They do not need to play an extra game to get in the tournament. However, Henley does, or did, they had hosted Corbett at home on Tuesday and were victorious in that match. They will continue on. So looking at the first round in the volleyball playoffs, in the first round, Mazama will host th number 13, Philomath, 3 o'clock in the afternoon on Saturday. The winner there will face either Marshfield or Baker. Hidley having won their playoff game does go in, but they're at the bottom of the bracket, which means they're going to have a very, very tough first-round opponent, and they don't get much tougher than Valley Catholic. They're going to face them at 2 o'clock on Saturday over at Valley Catholic. Valley and Sisters are the two historically best teams in the Oregon 4A when it comes to volleyball. When you think Oregon 4A volleyball, it's Sisters and Valley Catholic. Inley's going to have to have their A game in that matchup to move on. And, and the winner of that will face either Tillamook or Cottage Grove. That takes us into football. With one week to go in the Skyline Conference, we're not going to speculate as to who's going to do what in the postseason although it does look like some pretty strong teams are going to rise to the top, including Cascade and Marshfield and Estacada. Mazama is in the mix at number four currently. Marist is there. Marist and Marshfield will play this week for the SkyM Championship. The If everything plays as it's ranked out, Marshfield should win that game, but you just never know. It is going to be a tight Tight game over in Coos Bay. All eyes in the 4A are going to be watching that. However, that's also that, that's this week and, and also looking this week, Skyline Conference this week. Mazama is still ranked first 4-0 in the season. They are going to be facing Klamath Union, who is fifth in the Skyline standings. KU is 1-3 on the season. It is the 43rd annual Canal Bowl. The numbers we talked with Coach Lease, overall victories, KU has 22 to Mazama's 20. KU struggled this season. They do have some talent. If they can bring that talent together, they have an opportunity to play spoiler against Mazama. 
they would love to come out and win this game. They were doing a little bit of scouting against Mazama last week. They're at Viking Field as well. Now, number uh, two in the conference is Henley. They're ranked 11th at three and one. We'll face the third team in the conference, Hidden Valley, ranked number 13th. They're both three and one in the conference. This is going to be an interesting matchup here. They're playing for second place in the conference and quite possibly a better seed in the postseason as well. As I had mentioned, the Mazama has secured their eighth consecutive Skyline Conference championship. At minimum, it would be a co-championship. And the only way that would happen is if Mazama were to lose to Klamath Union at the Canal Bowl and Henley were to win against the Mustangs in Grants Pass. Uh, those two things would have to happen for a co-championship between Mazama and Henley. At worst, Mazama will be a co-champion, if not outright champion. Now, if Mazama wins at KU, it doesn't matter what Henley does over the hill. All right, it's that time that you've all been waiting for. Best sports movie time. Yeah, I know this is a sports uh, podcast. We're talking local sports, but I thought this might be kind of fun to discuss what could be the best all-time sports movie. But, you know, after doing some research, I did a lot of research on this. I learned that you just can't compare some of these movies together. There is some fantastic movies out there. And if you go to some of these uh, places like Rotten Tomatoes, who rates movies, IMDb, the Internet Movie Database, uh, the American Film Institute, there is definitely, I should say, a definite skew to more dramatic, cinematic style movies. So if that's your thing, you know, things like Ford versus Ferrari it, with starring Matt Damon, that might be at the top of your list. That was at the top of Rotten Tomatoes' top 150. Uh, Hoosiers, a great movie, is uh, listed at the top of IMDb's top 20 for sports movies. It stars Dennis Hopper and Gene Hackman. It's, uh, it's a little bit older film. Uh, the American Film Institute says Raging Bull with Robert De Niro is the top of the list when it comes to films like that. Now, how does that compare to, say, a documentary, you know, on Michael Jordan or a sports comedy like A League of Their Own? That's a very well-known sports movie as well. So I decided, since you can't really compare those together, and most places are going to go for what's most cinematic as their choice, I'm going to go down the list of what I think is the most or best movie or my favorite movie in three different categories. And I've already handed to it. We're going to look at comedy, drama, and biography. Uh, biography is I'm going to define as an authentic, accurate storytelling of true events. You know, you might have some favorites here. Might recognize this. The Last Dance. That's the one on Michael Jordan. Uh, Last Chance You. It's more of a, a documentary series on Netflix about football. And there's also a basketball version of the same thing. There's The Knockout for Mike Tyson. Muhammad Ali has a, uh, a biography movie out there. There's The Dark Side of the Ring talking about wrestling. But in my mind, I think it all comes down to one guy. When I think of one guy as being the best at telling stories, the best at documentaries, that's Ken Burns. Ken Burns has a multi-part series out on baseball. It's just titled that, Ken Burns' Baseball. Uh, it's a multi-series documentary. It was shared years ago on PBS. In my mind, it doesn't get much better than a Ken Burns documentary. So Ken Burns' Baseball was absolutely fantastic. He goes back and he looks at the roots of the programs. He looks at the storytelling. He looks at controversial issues, uh, African-American players, Jackie Robinson, how all that came through, telling the story of how baseball got started, especially during the wars and things like that. 
So for me, it's Ken Burns' baseball. What's yours? What would you say is your best or favorite sports biography movie? Moving into drama, uh, defining that as fictional storytelling with an immersive atmosphere. You've got Field of Dreams with Kevin Cosner, Seabiscuit with Jeff Bridges, Rudy with Sean Austin, The Karate Kid with Ralph Macchio, Remember the Titans, Denzel Washington, as Coach Lease alluded to earlier. Along the lines of Remember the Titans is Any Given Sunday in the Blind Side, Varsity Blues. Uh, you had the movie Friday Night Lights, which was later turned into a TV show. Uh, if we were picking TV shows, hands down, in my opinion, it would be Friday Night Lights, but we're sticking with movies here. There's The Wrestler with Mickey Rourke, Million Dollar Baby with Clint Eastwood, Creed with Michael B. Jordan. A lot of people put Creed at the top of their list. Very cinematic as well. But when it comes to dramas, you know, I want to sit back and I want to think about not only is it a good movie, but does it hold up today? Does it bring people to want to do something because of that movie? And for me, that's Rocky. Sylvester Stallone, classic Rocky. What other movie do you know influences people to get on a plane fly to Philadelphia and run those stairs just as Rocky did. There's a statue at the bottom with Sylvester Stallone's Rocky at the bottom of those stairs. There is no other movie that I know of that is that kind of influential that people still 30, 40 years later are traveling to go recreate. So in the drama category, for me, it's an absolute no brainer that it's Rocky. What's yours? What would you be on your list? Is Rocky on your list? Is it something else? Is it, did I mention it? Did I not mention it? Let us know. Now, comedies is an interesting category. A lot of uh, film critics don't take comedies seriously because they're not meant to be taken seriously. They're meant to make you laugh, meant to have fun, meant to be humorous. They're funny, witty, and clever. They're often filled with one-liners that you can remember forever. And I think that the one-liners is the key part here. You know, as I mentioned with Rocky, it's something that's iconic that you don't forget about. Those best comedies are movies that you don't forget. They got one-liners in them that you can't forget. There's a ton of comedy movies out there. They're not necessarily the best. They wouldn't, I wouldn't call them the best. You know, you got Caddyshack with Bill Murray, The Waterboy with Adam Sandler, both versions of The Longest Yard, The Mighty Ducks, Kingpin, Basketball, to name just a few. But when you start looking at things that are extremely quotable, A League of Their Own with Madonna and Tom Hanks. There's no crying in baseball. Dodgeball with Vince Vaughn. If you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. The Sandlot. You're killing me, Smalls. Talladega Nights. If he ain't first, you're last. Happy Gilmore with Adam Sandler has probably got some of the most quotable lines of all. Why don't you go home? Just go home. That's your home. Major League with Charlie Sheen. Just a bit outside. Tried the corner and missed. There's a lot of cool ones in there but I still don't think that is the best overall. In my opinion, Major League is good at quotable stuff, but when you take all of those elements and you look at storytelling, maybe some life lessons, add in some iconic characters, an immersive world, then you start to tell something really good. And for my top pick, might be a little controversial, might not be something you would have ever thought of, because my top pick is an animated movie. I can hear you right now. An animate, that's not a film. Animated movie is not a film. For me, it's Disney Pixar's Cars. Great story, great life lessons, iconic characters. You got life lessons where relationships matter more than fame. 
You find your friends come in all shapes and sizes. It reminds you of the importance of slowing down and how you use your influence matters to others. You've got your main characters, Lightning and Queen, huge star power. Mater, the funny sidekick. Doc Hudson is that wise old man. The King is the one that has the most respect. And Chick Hicks is that villain that we love to hate. It has an immersive world. So much, and I'm gonna go back to, to Rocky here for a second. It drives, Rocky drives people to fly to Philly to run those stairs. Well, Disney built an entire themed land based off the one movie that people drive and fly and pay hundreds of dollars to go ride at Disney California's Adventure, and that's the world of Radiator Springs. As a kid or a young adult or a regular adult, an older adult, I don't know who would watch, who could watch that movie and not be like, hey, that seems like a cool place to visit. Well, Disney said the same thing and they built Radiator Springs for us to go visit. That kind of takes running the steps at Philly to a whole new level. Now you can go ride with Mater and you can take a ride with Lightning McQueen and, and do all that. So in my mind, Correct me if I'm wrong. Let me know in the comments below. Send me an email. I want to know. Am I wrong to think Cars is the best sports movie out there? It's based on racing. It has life lessons, iconic characters, storytelling, quotable lines. Ka-chow. So I know it's two weeks of build up here. And you're like, Cars? Well, in my mind, I think that's that's the one, we, we, the, the best sports movie out there. It tells, tells a lot of those life lessons and, and things like that. Let me know what you think. Comment below if you're watching somewhere that has comments on it. Send me an email. I'd love to know what is your, your favorite sports movie. I talked about a lot of stuff here in today's podcast. It is a very long podcast here today. I got to wrap up, get this thing cut and edited and uploaded. I do want to thank each and every one of you for listening in. This is our ninth episode of the KSN Underground podcast. It is going extremely well. People are wanting to be on the show. We're getting feedback. It's awesome. I want to thank everybody for watching our Talk and Vikes segment. Coach Lease, thanks, Coach, for being on. Our featured interview, Bridget Finner. We're talking volleyball with Bridget. Absolutely wonderful. I've learned a lot when it comes to volleyball this season. I've got a lot more to learn. And uh, I got a lot to learn when it comes to several other sports as well. Uh, if you're listening online, thank you very much. Facebook, YouTube, you can watch videos. You can watch it on uh, ksnunderground.com. We have our, our YouTube stream there. Uh, you can also listen to us on your favorite podcast apps. We're out there on Spotify, as well as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, and now iHeartRadio, along with half a dozen others. You can find us all out there. I'd love for you to engage with us. Let me know what you're thinking. Let me know your thoughts. And if you're not in a place where you can put comments, as I said, send me an email, info at climasportsnetwork.com. On behalf of my guests, Coach Vic Lease, Bridget Finner, I am Brian Gailey, and we will see you at the game. Wondering how you can show your love? Head over now to Facebook and drop a like. Want to see some more of us? Head over and meet us on Instagram. This has been the KSN Underground Podcast with Brian Galen. The podcast is a production of Clement Sports Network. Join the game at clementsports.net.